Taking a moment here, first of all, to thank everybody that has been enjoying the, this podcast project with me. I know that there have been a number of people online that have been listening, have been viewing. Um, you know, the amount of people that are enjoying this content is far more than I ever expected during the the beginnings of this project. I mean, we just started this about a month ago, and I'm just so happy that other people are getting to enjoy it with me. And I'm really also happy that. Um, uh, the guests have been able to get a lot of value out of it. Uh, so I want to thank the guests. I want to thank the viewers and listeners for, for participating and sharing the content and just making this a whole lot of fun. Um, I'm learning so much in this project, and that's kind of the beauty of it. I mean, I'm, that's why I'm calling it the John Riley Project. This is sort of a, I guess, a platform for me to be creative and expressive it's a platform for me to learn new things. I'm, I'm not only learning a tremendous amount of information from the people that I'm meeting with, from my guests, but I'm learning about how to do a podcast. I'm learning about the technology around podcasting. I'm learning how to be a host, which has been an interesting challenge as I've gone down this path. So this is all a great learning and growing experience, and I think it's fantastic. I'm really enjoying the interviews, and, and you know these interviews have been kind of long, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but... The, these interviews have been really fun, you know, just getting to know these people. And I just learned so much. Um, but it's also kind of fun, you know, when you're interviewing, in this case, we're interviewing a lot of the candidates for the local election. It's fun to observe the local election in the context of seeing everyone as an actor on a stage and just sort of seeing it all play out because you're you're going to see strong candidates, you know, candidates that aren't quite as strong, different candidates with different strengths, you know, you look at the candidates and their social media activity and, and you could just see like all these, you know, again, they're players on a field or actors on a stage. And it's fun to look at the election from that perspective. And, and by doing these interviews, I'm, I'm largely seeing that way. You know, of course, I'm looking at it as a voter, but I'm also looking at it, you know, as a, I guess, maybe a third party viewing position of this whole thing. And it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm getting so many comments on this project. And for those of you that have, you know, pulled me aside and told me, you know, what you think about it, you know, and I've been getting a lot of positive comments. I've been getting some, you know, constructive critique, and that's great. I mean, if, if I wasn't getting any comments at all, I would be really bummed out. But I think the fact that people have come to me and have shared their thoughts, that's indication that, you know, people care. And, and hopefully the, the content we're putting out is, is impactful or is making a difference. It's helping people. It's helping voters. It's helping candidates. It's helping, you know, just citizens, you know, just learn and, and, and experience new things and new people. So for everyone that's shared comments with me, I, I thank you very much for it. And it's really not to be expected. You know, I'm sort of putting myself out there. And, um, yeah, I expect uh, to get, you know, some bullets fired my way as well. And, and I've had a few of those, you know, but overall, the, the response has been very positive. So, you know, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this project? Well, the main reason that I'm doing this is I just want to have interesting conversations. I, I enjoy the dialogue. I enjoy learning new things. I enjoy meeting new people. And I'm just generally curious. And so, so far, this has been going great. 
you know, we, we're starting out with the Poway candidates and uh, the Poway School Board, City Council, and mayoral candidates. And that's been a great place to start this project. And I'm learning a lot to how to be a host. And, you know, when I invited the candidates, I told them, I said, I'm going to give you a platform to to tell your story, to, to share with us, you know, the big issues you want to solve. The, they want to tell us about your history and, and you know, your, your, uh, your background and your childhood life and the big, the big ideas you want to pursue. I, I want to give all those candidates that opportunity. So when I'm in these interviews, what I'm learning to do as a host is uh, sometimes I have to bite my tongue uh, because I want to be agreeable. Um, I don't want to be, you know, putting up a lot of friction or resistance. I'm not trying to, you know, debate them. I, I'm trying to be agreeable because if I'm agreeable, I'm, I'm going to, you know, be able to elicit a lot more from them and I'm going to let the conversation flow. Um, so, you know, in the end, this is not a debate. It's, it's not hard-hitting journalism. Um, so, you know, it's really meant to be this platform of sharing ideas, sharing um, you know, important learnings. And in these cases, sharing the backgrounds and platforms of each of these candidates. Um, I don't intend to do a whole lot of, you know, personal opinion stuff. You know, I'm, I, I'll, when I do, I'll do it in the form of these solo podcasts and I'll only do them rarely. Um, and, you know, some of my own thoughts will start to come out in, in some of these um, uh, future podcasts. But, you know, during these candidate interviews, I'm really trying to make it all about them. And, um, you know, and I haven't been perfect, you know, a few times I've kind of shared my thoughts, but I have to keep telling myself it's not about me, it's about them. Um, I want to do a lot more, though, than just local Poway politics, and I've, I've shared this before. I really want to get into sports and history and entrepreneurism and economics. You know, I, I might even want to take this show on the road and do some remote broadcasts. You know, I, I have this like fantasy that maybe I'll do play by play for Poway High Baseball. Who knows? I mean, this this thing can go in so many different directions, you know, but we're just starting out with the local Poway candidates. You know, I've already talked to a number of other people that you know have already agreed to be guests. And, you know, one is a, a local um, high school baseball coach. He has agreed to come on. You know, we'll probably save him until after New Year's when, you know, spring training starts getting rolling. Um, the uh, uh, also had contact from a local uh, business person who's actually pretty influential in the community. He's expressed interest in being on the on the project, and and he'll be coming on sometime after the election. So I'm hoping to get you know a lot more you know thought leaders, you know um, authors, uh, you know columnists, uh, business people, scientists. You know I, I'm kind of interested in learning from a lot of different people. But, you know, local politics is a great place to start. It's, it's a really kind of a win-win. I mean, these, these um, candidates are looking for a platform to get their message out. And at the same time, I'm looking to get this podcast started. So it's a great place to start. And, and, um, and you know, I say it's a win-win between myself and the candidate. But in many ways, it's a win-win-win because I'm, I'm benefiting, the candidate is benefiting, and then the viewers and listeners are benefiting because they get to understand and learn more about the candidates. So this is a great place to start. Um, but um, I've said from the very beginning that every candidate, where you're, whether you're running for Poway City Council, Poway Mayor, or Poway School Board, including the school board positions that are not in Poway, you know, in Area C and Area D, which are mostly in Rancho Bernardo and Rancho Penasquitos, those candidates are welcome as well. So uh, they're all invited, you know, and I was, I've been trying to hustle, you know, generating a lot of the, these interviews 
uh, prior to this week because I know that the absentee ballots are coming out. So uh, there's still a number of candidates that haven't come forward and shared some time with me. Um, you know, you could probably, you know, figure out who those names are that, aren't, that haven't come. I'm not going to call them out by name. But um, if, if those are candidates you like to see, you know, share, uh, you know, an hour, an hour and a half podcast with me, then please let them know and have them contact me. You can reach me at johnreilly at cox.net, or you can uh, contact me with a direct message on Twitter at johnreillypoway, or just come to the website, you know, uh, johnreillyproject.com. There's a little form you can fill out and, and share with me. So everyone's invited. All the candidates are invited. Um, I want to also give some feedback. You know, a lot of people, when they're seeing me do these podcasts, you know, they kind of wonder about me, you know, like, are you a Republican? Are you a Democrat? Are you conservative? Are you a liberal? They're, they're trying to see if there's any bias in, in who I'm inviting or, you know, the commentary that I'm offering, you know, when I'm posting this information on social media. Um, first of all, I, I'm not Republican. I'm not Democrat. And in a lot of ways, I'm, you know, uh, flustered with a lot of the the, you know, the, the Republicans and Democrats that we see in, in politics today. And so I'm an independent voter. I, I'm no party preference. And in fact, if you look at the, the whole spectrum of voters, there are more independent or more no party preference voters than there are Democrats. And there are more independents than there are de uh, uh, Republicans. So we're largely, a, you know, an unserved, you know, group. You know, I guess we're a plurality. Um, but uh, we, we're not typically served in a lot of ways. And this kind of gets to another one of my motivations um, in inviting all these candidates. I, I often, um, you know, because I'm flustered with the red and the blue, the Republican and the Democrat, I often will vote for independent candidates, for third party candidates. And, and one of the things that has always really bugged me in the, um, in the, especially in the national election stage, is the fact when they have presidential debates, you know, at least not the primaries, but the general election, there's usually only two podiums. And that just rubs me the wrong way to no end because there, there are so many more perspectives. There are other parties, there are other candidates, but for a lot of reasons, the system kind of oppresses or suppresses third parties or independent candidates, you know, and they're, they're always in a catch 22, you know, the, you can't get on the debate stage unless your polling numbers are at a certain level, but you can't get the polling numbers up until you get more media coverage and then you can't get more media coverage unless you're higher in the polls. And then in order to try to self-generate, you know, yourself in the polls, you got to spend gazillions of dollars, which a lot of these third party independent candidates don't have. So they're always in this catch 22. And I think to a degree that still, that, that exists here on the local level. There, there are candidates that are far more well-funded than others. So I'm trying to take this you know, theme and really apply it locally. That's why I want candidates that are highly funded and candidates that are really not funding it at all, you know, that are just doing it on a shoestring. You know, a few of the candidates that have come in have spent well under the $200 um, limit you know, for those that choose not to file the paperwork. So you know, I want to invite all the candidates, you know, the, the heavy favorites and the underdogs and, and uh, the whole group, because that's just sort of what I believe in. I just want to kind of give everyone that chance. Um, you know, as I've been doing these, these interviews with these candidates, um, you know, I started, you know, really feeling excited. You know, this whole project's been really fun for me. And I was thinking, oh, what else can I do? And I started thinking, yeah, maybe I can do endorsements. You know, that'd be kind of fun, you know? And I started getting, thinking about it and I, I might've mentioned it to a few people. And then yesterday I mentioned it to my wife, Kim, and she says, you can't do endorsements. 
And I said, well, why not? And she said, well, of course you can't. You've been inviting people here. You're trying to make it an open conversation. They didn't know you were going to do endorsements. So you can't do endorsements. And, and I thought about it. And, you know, this is when you get a reality check from your spouse, you know, she's right. I can't do endorsements. I mean, the whole premise of this project is to learn and to grow and to have these interesting conversations. You know, it's not meant to, you know, divide and it's not meant to, you know, create friends with this group and enemies with that group. So, you know, I, I started thinking about it and I go, yeah, endorsements are not at all compatible with what I'm trying to do. And, and then I thought about it. I mean, take a other you know, talk show host. I don't know. Is that what I am? A talk show host? I'm not sure. But like a guy like Larry King, I mean, he doesn't do endorsements. So why should I? So, you know, I think maybe I was just kind of getting a little too full of myself as I've been doing this project. So I got to reel myself back and say, okay, you know, stick to the core principles of what you're trying to do. So again, this is all part of learning, you know, and all part of, you know, the thoughts that are bouncing around in my head. So yeah, no endorsements. Um, what else have I heard from people? The, the, the most classic comment I get from everybody is they go, John, those podcasts are just too long. I mean, who has that amount of time to sit down and go through this? And, and I think to myself, well, yeah, yeah, I understand. I mean, most of these podcasts are about an hour and a half. I mean, there've been a few that have been shorter. You know, Tony Russo's went for two hours. I mean, the one we did with John Carson was three hours and 15 minutes. So um, I get it. You know, people are, are concerned about the length, but I think it's important to understand that this isn't television, you know, where you've got, you know, a 30 minute show, you've got commercial breaks and everyone's got to fit into these segments. The beauty of podcasting is the fact that we can go as long as we want. There are no rules. There are no boundaries. There are no limits. So we can do what we want to do. And as long as I'm having an interesting conversation and we've got a good rhythm and good energy, then I'm just going to keep going. Now, think about how people digest podcasts. You know, People aren't going to, I mean, there might be a few people that are going to sit down and in one swoop, listen to the whole John Carson three hour, 15 minute podcast, but I would expect most people won't, you know, and, and I think about when I consume podcasts and I, I'll, I'll listen to Joe Rogan's or, or, or Dave Rubin's and, you know, I'll, I'll put it in my car on my drive and, and I'll listen to 20 minutes here and then I'll hit pause and I'll listen to 20 minutes later in the day or the next day. And you just kind of bite-sized chunks, you consume it. And then maybe if I'm going out for a walk, then I'll put on the headphones and maybe I can power through an hour of it. So it's each, it's up to each of the individuals on how you can consume it. But I think it's important to understand that this isn't a television interview format. That's not what this is. I mean, podcasting is a different environment. And, and I think when people look at it, they, they, they're trying to fit podcasting into their own paradigm of what TV interviews are supposed to be. So this is just a different thing. Um, and the other thing that I'm trying to do is I don't want these podcasts to be, you know, sort of chopped up and edited and represented that way. I want them to be authentic and real and pure. So that's why, you know, when I, when the, the guests come in, I, I sit them down and I say, you know, when I hit record, we're just going to, we're just going to go and we're just going to let it flow. And then at the end, when we're done, I'm going to hit stop. And then I go back and I just you know, trim off those bookend junk and I add some uh, music on the ends and then I upload it. So it's pure, it's real, it's authentic, it's honest. And that's, that's how I want to keep it. So the, the podcast, even though some people said they're too darn long, well, they're going to stay long. I mean, that's just what they are. Um, some people have said to me, hey, when you write the summaries, you know, they're not balanced, you know, like, so what I do is, is when I 
record the podcast, I'll write a summary in my blog, which is for the audio only uh, portion of it. I also will write a summary in the YouTube uh, video. And then I also will then post the same, you know, the, that YouTube video, I'm posting it on Facebook and on Twitter. And so what I had done in the past is I, you know, I had the podcast and then I had the summary that I wrote. And then when I posted it on Facebook, I would have the summary of the summary of the podcast. And I just thought, well, this is just ridiculous. So what I started doing after a period of time is I started just putting the whole summary in the, in the, in the Facebook posts. And as a result, you know, some of my earlier guests, you know, I had a shorter description and then some of my later guests, I had a longer description. And then it's true also in my YouTube um, descriptions. I started writing more and more content because I noticed that the more content that I wrote, the higher my videos were ranking in search engine results. So I started writing more and more. Um, but then, you know, some people start saying to me, well, you know, almost to imply that I'm trying to favor certain candidates. Like you wrote a, a, a summary that was, you know, four paragraphs for this candidate and only two paragraphs for that candidate. So, you know, again, I'm learning. So I, I need to go back and, and some of those candidates I wrote short summaries for, I'm gonna write long ones. So, you know, this is all about putting yourself out there. Here's another classic one. People have come to me and they've said, hey, you know, I, I love what you're doing, but what's up with that table? Man, the, the table is huge. What are you doing? And uh, I think, first of all, understand that I'm learning and I'm experimenting with this. When I set up this, this table, and here it is right here, um, I wanted to, I, I use the Joe Rogan podcast or the Joe Rogan experience as sort of my, I guess, my initial idea for how I was going to set up the studio. And on his show, he's got a table just like mine down the center, and he's got, you know, mics on boom stands, and he's on one side, and the guests are on the other. And there's all kinds of, I mean, he's, you think I got a couple of bobbleheads. You should see Joe Rogan's desk. I mean, it's a clutter. It's a mess. I'm, at least I'm not doing that. But I kind of wanted to have the table in the center. And I had these grand visions that I was going to have this custom table built. And I said, oh, the heck with that. I'm just going to Ikea. And I got an Ikea table. But then I always thought that, you know, maybe just one table, it was almost like you were too close. So I decided to get two and maybe two might be a little too wide. And, you know, so I'm still experimenting with the camera angles and everything else. But I do know this is that this isn't going to be the only set. I mean, this set's going to evolve. I'm going to eventually probably get some different furniture. I, I, at some point, I'm definitely going to do what the Rubin Report is, which there are two kind of comfortable lounge chairs and a coffee table in the middle. And then in the background, you know, there's like, you know, a wall and, you know, some stuff on the wall. I, I, may, I may end up doing some creative things. I mean, right now I'm in my living room, so I can only get so creative. Uh, my wife, thank, thankfully, has given me, you know, a lot of freedom to do what I like here. But, you know, generally speaking, we don't do much in our living room. And we put our Christmas tree in here and that's about it. So, um, you know, I'll probably, you know, do a few things uh, shaking up this studio. Uh, a lot of people have also talked to me about this purple drape in the background. And it's an interesting topic. And first of all, uh, this was all from the previous owners that lived in our house. I mean, we've been here at our home in Green Valley for about 11 years. And the previous owners had set up this living room that can also function as a media room. So all the curtains are like really heavy and they block out a lot of the light. And they at one time had like a projector and a uh, pull down screen. So it was like a media room. Um, we, we never ended up using it for it. We, we ended up having the curtain here. This was kind of, I guess, a way to block off the rest of the house from this room. 
And our previous owners just loved purple. So that's why it's purple. Um, and we've just never have messed around with a curtain. And then suddenly when I decided to do this podcast, I said, oh, this is great. You know, it's all the background. It'll look kind of interesting. Uh, some people have really liked the purple background. They said, oh, it's great. It's a nice, clean contrast. You can really focus on the guest. And that's true. And other people have said, oh, the background's too boring. You know, you need to change it up. You need some pictures and different things. And, you know, you just can't please everybody. So I think what I am going to do is I'm going to probably have two different podcast, um, I guess, set designs. And I can, I think I can do that in my living room. I'm going to do one kind of like the Ruben report, and then I'll do one with the, the table format, like the Rogan uh, podcast. But yeah, maybe I might get a different table at some point. Who knows? Um, what else? Uh, I think, you know, I'm, you know, it's interesting as I'm, I'm getting into this and then some people are asking me, well, are you trying to make money with this? Or, you know, what's your plan? Or, you know, wh what are you doing? So, you know, the whole money thing that this is interesting. I mean, first of all, I'm not making any money on this. I'm just doing it just because it's a hobby. And, you know, I've spent some money to kind of get this thing going. At some point, though, you know, I, I may, you know, maybe do something on Patreon or something like that, where if people want to donate, great, you know, then that'll help, you know, fund some of the technology. And, you know, I have some monthly expenses for the hosting that I do for the podcasts, um, not on YouTube, but the audio only podcast. I work with a company called Blueberry where I, they do the podcast hosting and they make it available on, you know, on Apple podcasts, on Stitcher, et cetera. So I have some monthly costs. I've made some investment in technology. I may eventually, you know, do a donation thing, but I'm not going to be like begging, but I'll put it out there in case anyone wants to do that. I, I may not set that up for a few months. Um, another interesting comment that people have come up to me and have said, and they say, what a wonderful public service you're doing, you know, making uh, these long form videos and, and audio podcasts available for the voters. And, you know, it's great, you know, and I'm, I'm happy that I'm doing that. Um, and, you know, part of that, you know, the, the interviewees, can, they can get their, their word out. They can share more about their, their candidacy. And I think it's great. I mean, I'll be honest, I, that's not the point of this. I'm not doing it as a public service. I'm kind of doing this project sort of selfishly because I, I want to meet people and have interesting conversations and learn new things. And I'm just kind of sharing it with everybody as I go down the path. But the fact that it, that people are getting great benefit from this, I mean, that's fantastic. Here's another question. And I, this comes from my wife, Kim. She goes, are you going to keep doing this many podcasts like every week? And, and, and the answer is no. I mean, if you look at um, the number of podcasts that we've done, like in the last two to three weeks, it's insane. I mean, I've been doing them, I don't know, what, maybe four or five a week. Uh, it's just crazy. And uh, you know, I, I'm definitely not going to do that. What I, I am doing is I have been, you know, I, I made this open to all the candidates. I know later this week, the absentee ballots are coming out. So I've been trying to get everybody in here before the absentee ballots come out. Um, but, you know, I also I'm trying to develop a, you know, a nice surge of content in the beginning to kind of get some momentum going for this project. But I think as we settle into a rhythm, you know, I'll probably only be doing um, these podcasts, you know, maybe a couple of times a week, maybe once a week. You know, we'll kind of see how it goes. Um, I've also gotten some fun comments on the bobbleheads. You know, I mean, who do I got back there? Um, there's there's a, well, it's a baseball. Then there's Gus Fring from... Uh, Better Call Saul, then Trevor Hoffman, and then um, uh, Albert Einstein, and then that's the throne from Game of Thrones. 
and then Jean-Luc Picard, and then Negan from The Walking Dead, and then my uh, Russian nested doll set of uh, Tony Gwynn. So um, some of the people have commented on the, uh, on the uh, bobblehead. Some have you know, sent me messages. And even one of the guests, John Ryan, was, was, loving the, uh, was loving the Gus Fring, and we had a conversation about that. So I, I'm going to mess around with these things just to have some fun. And who knows, maybe I need to get a whole different collection of trinkets to put on the table depending on the theme or the guest. So um, yeah, that might be a, a thing to consider. Um, what else? It's funny, when I got into this, um, you know, my wife Kim, she says, well, why are you doing this? You know, are you getting paid? And I'm like, no. But, uh, but I do think by doing this podcast, I knew that it was going to create opportunities in the future that I had never thought about. So like one of them is uh, some of my son's friends now want to do a podcast. So I'm going to help them get started. You know, they're going to come in here and they're going to do their podcast and and I'll kind of share with them and, and on the things that I've learned, and, and then they can learn from that, and hopefully they can start sharing content. Um, the other interesting thing is, is that I was telling one of my clients about what I'm doing with podcasting, and now they're all excited and they want to do podcasting, and so I'm gonna uh, hopefully help them get it, get it going. And so, for me personally, you know, I, I just knew that by doing this, not only am I learning things, but I'm developing skills. And I can share those skills to help other people. And, you know, maybe that creates opportunities for me. So bonus, right? But um, that's definitely, uh, you know, something that I've been learning as this goes. And, you know, heck, I've only been doing this for a month. I know this much. So, you know, this will continue to improve and I'm going to learn more. And who knows, the guests that come by might create additional opportunities for me. You never know. Um, what else? Uh, I have nothing scheduled right now. Um, I, I looked at my calendar and I had all these bookings these past few weeks. Um, I have no one booked. And, you know, there are a number of candidates that are running for Poway Mayor, for Poway City Council, and for Poway School Board. Um, you know, you can do the math and kind of figure out which candidates have not come. Uh, I don't want to call them out by name, but they are all welcome to come, you know. So if you know them and you want to kind of tap them on the shoulder and let them know that they're welcome to come on the John Riley Project, and I'm going to let them go, and I'm going to let them share their history and their background and their campaign platform. If they're an incumbent, I'm going to let them talk about their accomplishments. And, um, you know, I'm not going to debate them. I'm not going to give them any gotcha moments. I'm going to generally be agreeable, and I'm going to listen. I'm going to learn, and we'll see where it goes. Uh, but that, that, that invitation is always on the table. Um, but in the end, I, I'm really excited. I mean, this whole project for me is you know, exhilarating. I mean, I'm meeting, I said, meeting people. And in some cases I'm developing some friendships, which is kind of fun. I'm enjoying that. I'm learning lots of new things and I'm learning about people. I mean, so, like I said, some of these guests have come on and, you know, I knew part of their story, but now I know a lot more. And so now I kind of understand them. I understand kind of what makes them tick. And I like that. I, I'm enjoying learning about uh, all these people that I'm getting to know. Uh, but Definitely, there's a great sense of excitement. You know, I, that, lately this podcast is always sort of on my mind. You know, what am I going to do next? I was thinking about this solo podcast. Like, what am I going to say? Um, so I have some notes, and behind the camera, you can't see it. I've got my notes up there. That's why my eyes kind of sometimes deflect a little bit. But, um, you know, I was thinking about what I was going to say. So this podcast has kind of got me excited, and it's, it's neat. You know, I've often commented to some of my friends that, um, you know, it's good in life to have sort of a three-pronged bar stool where, you know, one, one leg of the stool is your family and one leg of the stool is your career. 
But then the third leg of the stool kind of also needs to be sort of the things that your interests, your hobbies, your projects. You know, for a long time I played music, you know, in, in a rock band and I had a lot of fun with that. And, you know, I'm not playing music right now. And so in a lot of ways, this podcast is sort of becoming that third leg of the bar stool. And, and for me, that's great. And then, you know, I, for those of you that, that know me, you know, I have two children, Shannon and Trevor. And um, Trevor is my youngest and he just moved out. And so he's now, you know, he's at the University of New Mexico. He's a, he's a freshman there. And then uh, my daughter is a senior at uh, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. And so now, you know, my wife and I, we're empty nesters. So I kind of have a little bit of time on my hands or a little bit, you know, a little bit of space in my brain that I, that I can allocate to something like this. So this has kind of worked out really great. But in the end, this is all a platform for me to kind of be creative, to be expressive, and in the end, have lots of fun. So thanks again for joining me on this. We're, we're just getting started. There's a lot more we want to get done. I hope it's fun for you. And again, I invite all your feedback. So send me a note, John Riley at Cox.net. You can find me on Facebook. I've set up a Facebook page for this, the John Riley Project. You can join there. Um, I've got a YouTube channel, John Riley Projects. You can subscribe or you can come on the website, johnreillyproject.com, and you can fill out a form and send me a note. So there are a lot of different ways to reach me. But uh, thanks a ton and looking forward to doing so much more.